0: filthy, filthy freaks, you're tuning in to Shut Up and Listen on Efren University Radio. I won't blame you if you're drowning your grades with a bottle of cheap tequila and hiding away from all this disgusting snow instead of listening to me, the best DJ in this godforsaken town. <coughs> oh, sorry. And Becca's here too. Say hi to your peeps, Bex. Why,
1: thank you, Lou. Even though we had agreed on a different introduction.
0: Had we now? We had um a little something more grown up. But I find this to be so much more engaging. Furthermore, Becca, we don't want to lie to our audience, do we now? I'm just letting them know what this roller coaster is going to be. (laughs) Dear God. Anywho, shall we get this show on the road? We only have the hour. An hour too much, if you ask me. I didn't. Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed today.
1: I'm just trying to get us back on track, which you never let me do.
0: It's the only reason I'm here, really. I mean, we do have an hour to fill, don't we?
1: Before I explain to you how short an hour really is, here's some prime Christmas music for you folks. I hope you're all at home with a cup of hot chocolate. Or tequila. To keep you warm.
0: Not so fast though. Before we start the music, I have some questions for you, Becca. Oh? Why are you all dressed up? Or as dressed up as you can be under that ridiculous puffy coat. I'm going out. Where? Well, if you must know, I'm going on a date. Oh, Looking like the stay-puffed man and at 11pm.
1: 11.15, if we're being precise.
0: Well, you do know it's a booty call, right? No, it's not. Look at this, peeps. Our lovely Becca has a date tonight. Or what she thinks is a date, at least. It is a date. If anyone is out there listening to us on this frigid night, please call in and explain to my friend how an 11.15pm date... And yes, my dear listeners, I most definitely just used air quotes... It's never going to be a date.
1: Well, if you insist on telling the entire world about
0: my private life... (laughs) It's hardly the entire world where no one listens to us. Well, my friends listen. Friends? Yeah. Which friends? People from my class. Becca, Becca, Becca. Lovely Becca.
1: (laughs) Yes, Louisa.
0: Lovely Becca. Those organic chem nerds are not your friends. Aren't they now? See, I have a very simple theory, which I'm sure our audience, if we had one, would agree with. I'm listening. If someone has spent the entirety of knowing you, which is two years in your case, in trying to get into those chemistry pants of yours, then they're not your friends. That's such a double standard. You call people who have made a pass at you, your friends all the time. Only the ones who were extremely mind-bogglingly, panty-droppingly intoxicated when they made a pass at me. And how is that any better? Thanks, you need to understand the 50 shades of growing up and making friends were, in your case, not making friends.
1: Anyway, as I was saying, if you insist on telling everyone about my private life, I feel I must tell people that it was me you couldn't meet earlier because of this gig. Let me guess, he didn't mind? <laughs> well, wish me luck, folks. I have another 45 minutes to put up
0: with this... This... This stunning person? You...
2: This is the National Weather Service. We interrupt this broadcast to inform you that there is a critical snowstorm gathering quickly in the northeast. Conditions are already extremely dangerous, roads are iced, and visibility is limited. If you are indoors, we strongly advise you to stay where you are. And if you are not, please seek shelter immediately. We will update you on the, we will update you on the conditions every hour. Stay safe, everybody.
1: What? Are they serious? It didn't look that bad out there.
0: Bex, it was already coming down pretty heavy when we came in. Are you willing to take your life into your hands? Well, are we going to be stuck here for the night? Are you kidding me? Oh yes, Becca, how tragic. You have to put up with my wildly entertaining company for an extra hour or so. You wound me. But really, when's the last time Efren had a snowstorm? How long can it reasonably last? Lou, you know I have claustrophobic tendencies. I do not like this. Are you kidding me? captive audience this is what dreams are made of well my freaks looks like you're in for a special deluxe super-sized edition of shut up and listen and come on bex you want to make it little big leaks? think how great this will look on your npr application valiantly entertained an audience through a full-on national disaster i guess you're right. right i can do this well folks
1: i hope you're with someone you love or at least like because chances are you're going to be spending a while with them It's going to be a long night for us all.
2: We interrupt this broadcast to update you on Storm Nicholas, which is now a Category 3 snowstorm and considered extremely dangerous. Please remain indoors.
1: Yikes. Okay, hey there folks, I hope everyone is doing fine and is out of harm's way. It's hour two and your resident chemist and drunk are still here. Hey! When was the last time you were sober on a Saturday
0: night? Officially. That's my point. You are a rude and unsupportive friend. Besides, at least I can hold my liquor and my vomit. One
1: time! That was one time. And, as a chemist, I can confidently tell you that my body was physically not created to contain peach nuts mixed with vodka mixed with tequila. That was a biological defense mechanism.
0: Nope. I'm thinking of Deontay's Halloween party. Oh, shoot. You're right. I mean, folks, you should have seen her. Now, my memory of that evening may be a little Swiss cheesy, but I do remember Becca trying and failing to do a cartwheel. Becca doing the Macarena on a lawn chair and Becca crying about Bert and Ernie's beautiful friendship all the while dressed as a very bedraggled burrito. Okay, okay, I do remember that last one. But I just want them to be happy.
1: It was a beautiful sight. Until the vomit. Ugh, I do remember that too. But you were no better. I distinctly remember being serenaded with some choice upper deep cuts. And then... Actually, where did you go? I remember I started talking to Max and then I didn't see you for the rest of the night.
0: Uh, you know, I was around.
1: No, no, no. I remember now. That was when Max and I finally became official.
0: I was all giggly and excited and I wanted to find you, but you were nowhere. Well, I'm sure I was off somewhere being my very charming self. And okay, dear listeners, I think that serves as a nice segue back to where we left off before we were rudely interrupted, Becca's dating life. Oh god, not this again. So Becky... Don't. Becky, where did you meet this charming young man that is not a booty call? Do We have to. Come on, I bet all those nerds joking off to you would love to know. Why, God, why? I met him outside. Like, outside of campus? No, a little more outside. In the mountains? Not exactly. Well, don't keep us in suspense now. Well, I met him on the street. How old school. What was he doing when you saw him? he was uh
1: working sales
0: wait no oh no 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 becky you did not agree to go out with one of those greenpeace flyer dudes he
1: was a gentleman
0: and i know he cares about the world you were trying to get out of the conversation weren't you i was (laughs) grow his spine one of these days will you ouch (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry that was out of line but seriously, man, how? I don't know, I
1: don't know. Okay, so one minute, uh, he was talking about the war in Syria and how we need to save the planet because it's 2019, for heaven's sake. And then next minute, he was asking for my number and I was giving it to
0: him. <laughs> Becca, lovely Becca. Why does this always happen to you? Because I'm too nice. Because you're too nice.
1: Well, it looks like it wasn't in the cards tonight anyway.
0: Well, don't you want to let Guy know that you won't be able to hit that after all?
1: Oh, I forgot. And I think my phone's down. Shoot. Okay, well, um, hey there, Daniel. In case you did end up venturing out in the snow, I am so sorry. Also, could you let these people know that this wasn't meant to be a booty call? I hope you're right. How about next Sunday?
0: All right there, lover girl. I think it's time for another music break before you embarrass yourself any further. See you on the flip side, freaks. Peace. By the way, it was a booty call.
2: Attention, we are now entering our three of Snowstorm Nicholas. Please remain where you are and please remain calm.
1: Wait, just a little bit higher.
0: Got it, I got it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go. Oh. And that, dear listeners, is Becca falling from a chair as she fails for the third time to catch a candy cane in her mouth. I swear I could do it last week. Should I be declared the winner just for managing to keep all of my limbs? I told you the chair was too many added variables. Don't be a soul, loser. What do you say? Time for another round of I Spy?
1: Ugh, oh, kill me.
0: What else is there?
1: I spy the broadcasting equipment. I spy scarpe and stickers that have been stuck on the wall since the mid-90s. I spy a plaque couch with fluff coming out of its inside, holding a person who's starting to look a lot more like food than friend.
0: All right, all right. I'm sure there's some granola bars around here somewhere. Feed me. Jeez, okay, I look for those. In the meantime, we've made it to hour three of this super broadcast. No one's been murdered yet. Becca is starving. I say it's time for a Lou Craps on Becca's Music Taste Corner Christmas edition. We agree, crap was a fine line word. What, so I'm allowed one every fortnight?
1: Only when the moon is waxing gibbous.
0: My apologies, I'll sacrifice a goat to atone. Anyway, my dear listeners, while Becca and I can rightfully agree that All I Want for Christmas Is You is the greatest Christmas song of all time, it's the perfect song. It's catchy as all get
1: out and hits pitches outside the range of human ears. I'm Jewish and this makes me feel Christmassy.
0: Agreed. Mariah is the queen of Christmas. But... Do you know what her second favourite is? Oh gosh, (laughs) do you? Baby, it's cold outside. It's cute, it's catchy, sue me. First of all, that is the same defence you use for your love of Taylor Swift, and I will not have it, but Becca, 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 what about the icky treatment of consent, the patronising and misogynist undertones, the overwhelming air of creepiness, where are your morals, where is your backbone?
1: I have no excuse.
0: I propose for second place, the timeless, the eternal, "Last Christmas" by Wham. What? It's got everything: cheesy eighties synthesizer, George Michael singing his heart out, a meaningful and heartfelt message. They rhyme
1: day and away like three times.
0: You just have no appreciation for art. Whatever. Loose love
1: for bygone boy bands shouldn't come as a surprise. She did have a Jonas Brothers face. Becca. I'm sorry, was that supposed to be a secret? (sighs) She was obsessed. She saw them live like four times. She used to dress like Joe with the red skinny jeans and the caterpillar eyebrows.
0: Becca, that is privileged information. Only people who suffered through 2007 with me are allowed to know that.
1: You were so cute though, with the little flippy
0: bangs and the pouty stare. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think it's time for a music break. How about some Wham? Yes. What? Did you find me granola us? Even better. Three bottles of crappy wine.
2: Lou. Storm Nicholas has entered R4 and has been upgraded to a category 5 snowstorm. Please remain indoors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you didn't.
1: He had it coming. He used to stare at me and do that creepy hourglass figure hand motion and lick his lips.
0: <laughs> Damn, 15 years of friendship and I only now find out it was you who superglued to Tommy Belasco's backpack to his cubbyhole. What else are you hiding from me?
1: <laughs> Stop, that tickles. <laughs> you know all my deep, dark secrets. What are you hiding?
0: <laughs> Nothing important.
1: <laughs> well, anyway... Ah, uh, this is Becca and Lou, broadcasting to you live from the floor. It's a very comfy floor, very carpety.
0: I do not want to know what has been ground into this carpet.
1: You can see the bottom of the tables here.
0: Did you know that? We just use
1: regular desk tables from the humanities building in here, not some special techie
0: radio tables. Becca, have you no shame? Shh!
1: Ah, don't do that, your hair is blocking the light.
0: My fabulous hair.
1: Your fabulous hair. Wait, it's odd, isn't it? You guys hear our voices all the time, but you don't know what we look like. Unless you've been stalking us. I hope you haven't been stalking us. (laughs) No one's been stalking us. Well, I'll tell you about Lou. She's got this big coily hair and when we were little some of the mean boys would stick stuff into it and so she straightened it for a while. I was a bit sad, but now she wears it like it wants to be, all big and beautiful. And she could do that thing where she raises one eyebrow and I am so jealous. And she's really tall and she's really mean about it. Sometimes she holds things up so high that I have to reach really hard for them. But she's also very useful when I need to get things off the top shelf. And she's very lovely, but she doesn't like people to tell her that.
0: Thank you for that. Anytime. Anytime. Okay, well, Bex Bex is even shorter than you'd imagine she'd be. Like, annoying, gnat-sized. Hey! And she has hair that's always falling all over the place because apparently she can't keep a hair tie safe for the life of her. And she scrunches up her nose when she gets angry, but it's about as aggressive and threatening as a really pissed-off bunny rabbit. And it just makes you want to laugh at her. And she's got big brown eyes and will look directly at you the whole time you're talking, no matter how stupid what you're saying is or if someone's talking over you. And she's got the skin that's a little gold, but it gets really gold in the sun, like it's meant to be there, and she's beautiful. Lou? I think it's time for some music. Who's ready for music? Music, anybody?
2: We are now entering our five of snowstorm, Nicholas, and conditions are worsening. We are now witnessing power outages and falling trees across the county. Please remain inside.
0: Can we play something else?
1: You haven't completed your dare. Fine. I dare you to drink that presumably expired Gatorade that's clearly been sitting here at least a decade.
0: Isn't that stuff supposed to be (sighs) apocalypse-proof?
1: Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm running out of theirs. You can't keep picking there anyway.
0: Why not? Isn't that the rules of the game? My choice? Yes, but you've been
1: fidgety. It seems like you have something on your mind. Truth would be a good time to talk about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> me? I'm an open book. You know everything there is to know about me. You're a certified, licensed Louisa Sinclair expert.
1: I used to be. I used to swear I knew everything about you. But Lou, in the past years, I don't think we've talked about anything real.
0: This conversation's really happening. That's real? See, exactly. You can't
1: hide from it. No joking again. Not everything's a joke. You're not. I mean, earlier, I know you're just teasing me, but... God, when's the last time we even talked about a crush?
0: We don't have to talk about that stuff.
1: And this, I want it to be more than a booty call. I want something a little more... And I want to be able to at least talk about it with you. And I know it's not your way, but I know you always talk about your wild hookups. But have you ever thought about something serious? The real thing? I want that for you.
0: I'm just fine on my own. Thank you very much.
1: No, I'm serious. You're amazing. And you deserve someone amazing. Maybe, maybe I should find you someone.
0: I really don't think that's necessary.
1: I think you're just a big softy, Lou. I think you're just waiting for your knight in shining armor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can go ahead and drop that right away.
1: Look, see, you're almost blushing. You've got a crush, don't you? I don't. Lose in love, lose it.
0: Good God, can you just fucking drop it already?
1: Whoa, Lou, hey, you can't say that on here.
0: Well, you were pushing me.
1: I'm sorry I was giving you a hard time.
0: Yeah you were.
1: But you could get fined. This is the first and only freaking rule of the station. What are you even thinking?
0: I'm sorry, I
1: God, do you even care about this show? You're always screwing around. Why are you even doing this? Why do some stupid show you don't care about?
0: To spend time with you why else do you think I would waste my Saturday nights holed up in this shitty radio station talking shit that no one tunes into anyway?
1: Lou, we see each other all the time.
0: It's different. I mean, you said it, it's different and it's not just me and my jokes. You have all these new friends now and we're always with other people and it's not just the two of us against the world anymore. But for one hour every Saturday, it's just you and me. You have to listen to me, just me. I get your full attention and I can listen to you, just you, no interruptions. And it's like a little like it used to be. I mean, I do the show because I love you, Bex. Well, you know I love you too, Lou. No, Bex, not like that. Lou? Do you remember? We must have been about 12, and my folks were having another of the knockdown, drag-out fights. I snuck out the back door, no one even noticed, and I ran to your house, just snot streaming down my face. And you brought me to your room, and we sat on your bed, and you braided my hair in that fancy French style. Me leaning back against your knees. And all I can remember feeling is that I didn't care. I didn't care if they were fighting. If my world was going to pieces. I didn't care as long as I could be there with you. Listening to you hum a bit as you worked. Your hands in my hair. Everything would be at least a little bit okay. I'd be okay. Maybe that's when it started. Or maybe that's just when I started to know but I never knew how to say it. I, I never knew if I should say it, seeing how you're just interested in flyer, guys. But here it is. Do with it as you please. I'm in love with you, with everything about you. I love how you stop and let pedestrians across the road, even though the signal is green, and how you always let your brother eat the last slice of pizza. I even love how you ended up agreeing to go on a date with some Greenpeace guy just because you didn't want to interrupt him and leave like a normal person would. I love you, uh,
1: Lou. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I can't.
0: Shit. Wait a fucking go, Lou. Oh, wait. Shit, sorry, listeners. <laughs> well, anyone want to wallow with me? If you tell Beck I love this song, I'll have to kill you. Thank God. I'm so sorry. Just forget I said anything. Just don't be mad. Please don't no, be no, mad. No.
1: no, I'm sorry. I'm not mad. I, I, It was a lot to take in, okay? I got scared. Terrified. I'm scared of losing you as a friend, but that was selfish. I mean, how hard must it have been? Keeping that in all these years? As I, But I want you to be able to talk to me about it. I want you to be able to talk to me about anything, everything. I don't want this to make me lose you. I can't lose you. I don't even know who I am as a person without you. You make me brave or braver. Any crazy thing I've ever done is down to you, and I probably wouldn't have had the guts to do the show if you weren't here with me. And you make things fun, Lou. You make things brighter and better. And even though you drive me absolutely batshit crazy, and I mean really, really crazy, Lou, you get away with everything. You could charm your way out of a murder charge, or you conveniently forgetting your homework, and if you could, please, just this once, borrow mine. And you leave a whirlwind of mess behind you wherever you go, so that I'm still finding your hair products from 2002 in our cabinets. And you talk me down whenever I get anxious, which is every two weeks before an assignment is due. You even fought Robbie McClinton for pushing me and calling me four-eyes. You told him to get some original insults. And you helped me while I cried. And you brought me those little white gas station cupcakes after Max broke my heart. And you're always ready with some stupid joke. Ready to make me laugh when the world gets too much. You're the only person I want to always talk to at any given time. No holds barred. And, And you're... Jesus, Lou, I, I think, I think I might, I, I think I might be in love with you too. Lou, say something. Oh God.
0: Well, Rebecca, Teresa Sullivan, don't you go taking the Lord's name in vain. I'm so close to his birthday. Jewish. But you love me. You love me. You love me. Don't make me change my mind. You love me. <laughs> you love me.
1: Shit, Lou, we're on air. Mm. I, I thought I heard you playing a song.
0: I overlaid the track so I could mope dramatically while you were gone. You do listen to me when I
1: talk about radio stuff.
0: I always listen to you.
1: Oh, Lou. But sh- shit, this is so unprofessional. We're going to lose the show. I'm never going to get that NPR internship. I'll be stuck doing top 40 somewhere in Idaho. Becca,
0: darling, chill. This is the most excitement the station's had in weeks. I'm sure it's like sleepless in Seattle up in here. Everyone's huddling around their old radio sets or hiding in a closet on the phone to the friend, trying not to wake up the husband, cheering us on. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Okay, okay, you're right. This is fine. This is fine. And we've been stuck here for like, whoa, five hours? (laughs) They've got to cut us some slack, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: This is the National Weather Service. We interrupt this broadcast to inform you that snowstorm Nicholas has ended, winds have died down, and snow has stopped falling. You are free to go outside, but please remain careful.
0: Hear that? You're finally free of me.
1: (laughs) Yes, are we free? Well, free to walk home in a gross, slushy snow at 2 o'clock in the morning. Or... Or... Well, we still have some wine left and it's pretty warm in here. I don't know, the company's growing on me.
0: What do you say we go for some kind of record with this broadcast?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I'm good to stay here for a bit, but I think I'm ready for some privacy.
0: Why, Rebecca Teresa Sullivan, are you propositioning me?
1: Louisa Sinclair, I would
0: never. (laughs) Well, peeps, I think that's it for us tonight. Enjoy your freedom, build a snowman, go night sledding, confess your love for your childhood best friend. (laughs) Happy holidays all. And to all a good night. You're so cheesy. You love it. I do.
2: Snowed was written and directed by Anmal Gandhi and Christina Mattson. You can find Anmal's writing at wanderlustisalifestyle.blogsports.com. She would like you to know that she was having an existential crisis when she chose this name. Lou was played by Stephanie Rasch. Becker was played by Julia Dahlhammer. The Weatherman was played by Leonhard Engelmeyer. The original song featured in the play was Can't Believe It's Christmas Day by Heath Breville featuring Tadpole. It was made by Tom Wood and will soon be released on Spotify. You can find Tom's work under twoodmusic.com. The Christmas Audio Play Series 2019 was produced by Marie-Therese Sauer and recorded and edited by myself, Leonhard Engelmeyer. You can find me on Twitter at Leo Engelmeyer.